Hello and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson. Joining us once again, our ray of sunshine, the guy that does it all, Mr. Ray Jewell. Hey, Kevin, it's good to be back. Glad to be here as always and uh, really looking forward to our discussion today. I'm glad we're actually in person. It's been a while since we've done anything. A little while we were doing things on Zoom and yeah, uh, during the pandemic. It's, it's still going on, but yeah. uh, we're able to socially distance yeah. yet uh, <laughs> still put on a podcast. I appreciate person. that very much. <laughs> All right, we are continuing our series on Unquestioned Answers, the book by Jeff Myers. And we're coming to the end. Um, we are in chapter 9 of a 10-chapter book. And chapter 9 is entitled, This World Has Nothing for Me. Hmm. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm curious, Ray. I, I don't, we've talked a little bit about eschatology and whatnot, but he tells a story about um, going to a, a church and uh, basically being driven around by this woman who uh, is expecting the rapture any second. Mm-hmm. And he asked the question, well, what if it doesn't happen right now? And it just blew her mind. Yeah. And uh, he tells a story about getting lost one day and wondering, did it happen? <laughs> I remember as a kid, my, my dad was big into prophecy, big dispensationalist, big premillennial dispensational uh, pre-trib guy. And I remember getting lost in a store, separated from my dad. And my first thought wasn't worth my dad. My first thought was, did the rapture happen? Mm-hmm. Have I been left behind? Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I, we, we, we can't afford sound effects here. Yeah, uh, we're, we're pretty good at making our own. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I remember those like, oh, man. But the, 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 whole, the, the whole emphasis of eschatology and when I grew up was just that Jesus could come at any second, mm-hmm. even before I finish this message, mm-hmm. he could come. Mm-hmm. He could. I believe that. He didn't. But, but he didn't. You know, I mean, I think uh, basically what we're talking about here is Gnosticism, the dualistic aspect of Gnosticism. So define that for us. Well, um, dualism is basically saying, uh, at least as far as the Gnostic would say, this uh, physical world is evil and we are to escape this world yeah. and the eternity is the only thing that is real right so I mean if you ever watched the matrix uh, that's pure Gnosticism through and through uh, this this world is a prison uh, the, the problem with that thinking is biblically speaking it's a heresy yes <laughs> Because if God created this world, which he did, and he proclaimed it good, then who are we to say, you know, we need to escape this world? Uh, It's not about escaping this world. It's about uh, understanding that one day Jesus will return to set things to rights. It'll be new heavens, new earth here. I mean, this this will be different, but it'll be like... The Garden of Eden again, right. but better because yeah. they won't, their sin won't be entering into this and so, situation. You know, we go back to the early pages of Genesis, mm-hmm. and we see man in the garden. God given this man and this woman jobs, 
be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth and have dominion. Mm -hmm. And uh, that creation mandate, I believe, is still in effect even mm -hmm. after the fall. Mm -hmm. In fact, he kind of repeats it later, even with, with um, Noah, yep. after the flood. Yep. And that's still our job today. Our, our job isn't, let's just wait till Jesus comes. Let's, let's, let's don the white robes and head up to the mountain and wait for Jesus to come back. Or even worse, <coughs> because this world is not where it is, we can abuse this world. We can, we can uh, cut down all the trees. We right. can pollute the air. We can do all manner. What are you, of, an environmentalist? Well, I, a, a Christian should be <laughs> the best environmentalist, right? Because if or this is, should be what an environmentalist should be. Well, okay. <laughs> We're not tree huggers. Right. But we are responsible. We are, of we are steward of the creation of God. Yeah. And that's, and, you know, so the separating the physical from the spiritual flies in the face of uh, pretty much every page of scripture. Right. We are made as whole beings uh, with whatever term you want to use it, with the spirit or with the soul, but we're not a dichotomy, we're not a trichotomy. We are, we are whole beings yeah. that are made in the image of God, and um, you know, we should be doing what we can to make this the kind of place God wants it and wanted it to be from the beginning. Right. And that's, that's our, our job as Christians. We're not just here to get saved and get raptured. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, of course, I would have some theological problems with the whole idea of a rapture to begin with. Right. Uh, at least how the dispensational, premillennial, pre-trib um, would do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, our, our job, in fact, um, he quotes here Jeremiah 29, which I appreciate. Not Jeremiah 29 11, the whole idea of the, uh, uh, I know the plans I have for you, whatever. Yeah. But he tells the, the people there in exile. But seek the welfare of the city where I sent you in exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. Mm -hmm. And so the, welfare, the word welfare here is, is the Hebrew term shalom, or peace. Mm -hmm. peace yeah. So, yeah, we should be, we are in a foreign land, so to speak. We are, mm -hmm. as Hebrews tells us, pilgrims and strangers in this world. Right. But we're still here. And while we're here, we ought to be working for the betterment of this society, the betterment of our culture, the betterment of mankind. And I think one of the things that you often emphasize is that the gospel is not just about a personal salvation, right? But it, 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 as as a larger view in mind, mm -hmm. and that includes, um, you know, Jesus died for the whole of creation, so it is up to us to be, you know, if we are salt and light, if we are doing the things that God has called us to do, we are trying to make life better for everybody and right. for everything and it's uh, uh, I just I think that we get messed up in our thinking if we buy into this the world is not my home uh, mentality because it is Be yeah because it is until it's not my final home until it's renewed and uh, you know Obviously, we're not going to make it perfect. We've talked about, like last week, about judgment and stuff. And, I mean, there's no way that we will make things perfect. But that should be our goal, is right. to make that, you know, where justice reigns, where righteousness 
lives where truth and love are exhibited on a regular basis and that we don't you know we don't waste things out of greed I mean that's one of the biggest problems in the colonization of the world and, you know and unfortunately uh, missionaries got caught up in that trap you've got to make them into Americans or British right. before they can become Christians well I mean Jesus dealt with that with the the Jew Gentile uh, controversy that existed in his day you know why do they have to become Americans in order to become a Christian yeah. that, that's this you know I mean that's uh, but how we treat other people you know better than we treat ourselves yeah. is what scripture tells us to do and this all plays into that because if that person is as much of a person as I am you know he or she can be my friend my my companion, my brother or sister, um, you know, and in the earth, you know, we shouldn't be doing things to destroy the earth just right. to make a profit. But Scripture does warn us about the world, right? Um, love not the world, neither things that are in the world, because uh, uh, that's a bad problem in First John chapter two. Mm -hmm. um, also, we're told to stay away from the wisdom of this world, and you know, think it's something that's worldly. We think it's something that's wrong. Right. The uh, thing with that, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of a different topic, I guess, but that's the difference between earthly kingdoms and the kingdom of God. Hmm. Uh, the kingdom of God, Jesus instituted that on the cross and in his resurrection. I mean, you know, he defeated the worldly powers that exist whose whose real prince is Satan and um, you know so combating those things that are of this world is different than saying you know this world's not my home um, right I, I I think we're called to do our very best to make this into the kind of place that God wants it to be. Um, I think going back to that creation mandate, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, the creation mandate's never been changed. Um, you know, and I believe what we're talking about world here, we're talking about an ordered system. In fact, the word world uh, right. comes from the Greek word cosmos, yeah. which is where we get our, uh, our word cosmology, right. or uh, a cosmetics okay. from. Uh, cosmetics, we're talking about in uh, an orderly arrangement, mm -hmm. and if you're wearing cosmetics, it should look orderly. Yeah, um, not like the teenage girls I work with. Anyway, um, <laughs> don't, they don't listen to the podcast. But <laughs> I'm going to call them up and uh, say, uh, "Mr. Thompson mentioned you guys today." <laughs> but um, what happens is what we're talking about is an orderly uh, this this world. We're talking about world in that sense. We're talking about an orderly arrangement that's in rebellion against God. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily the physical planet. Right. We are in this world. In fact, John uh, 17, this is Jesus' high priestly prayer, uh, right before he's heading to the cross. And he says this, um, he's praying to, this is the Son, praying to the Father, sanctify them in the truth. Well, actually, let me back up. They are not of the world, mm -hmm. just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth, your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. Mm -hmm. 
and for their sake I consecrate myself that they also may be sanctified in the truth. I do not ask for those only, but for those who are uh, those who will believe in me. Um, I'm looking for the verse I just had here, but Jesus says here I, I, I'm not taking them out of the world. In fact, uh, back up this verse I, I, I skipped. Verse 15, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but keep them safe from the evil one. Mm-hmm. Well, I want these people in this world. Mm-hmm. He wants us here, right now, at this moment, and we have a mission. We're going to be sanctified the truth so that we can use that truth to change the world around. Right. And that's, you know, we are ambassadors, yes. as Paul would say. Um you know, we're, we are here on a mission from God. Boots brothers. Yeah. Reference. Uh, but it's like we are to be difference makers. Yeah. We are to live in such a way that we are the aroma of God. Yeah. Not, not the stench of hell. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, everybody is looking for something. Those who want to escape this world are, I don't know what they're looking for, I guess they want, uh, they don't want to deal with pain and suffering. Well, guess what? The Bible's full of pain and suffering. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much every page there's suffering in there and it's, it's a matter of persevering to the end. And part of that persevering is not holding up or going off to a commune, or yeah. you, know, you know, go drink the uh, the pink lemonade or whatever that uh, different cults have. You know, I mean, if if what people who believe this say is true, then we might as well commit suicide, right? Because then we're out of this this uh, prison and into uh, whatever kind of existence there is beyond that prison. Yeah. And that's a dangerous, dangerous uh, uh, teaching. Which reminds me of a story. I think I've told you. That. I think I've told it on this podcast. Well, it's okay. Um, but it's, it's okay because it's my podcast and I'll you, do what I want. No. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but, <coughs> excuse it's me. It's not called reigning in Kevin. <laughs> but, uh, I remember years ago visiting a small little church, and the pastor was away, and there was a guest speaker, it was a missionary actually. It was a really small church, and you can kind of even ask questions. So this guy was going along with the message, and the guy raised his hand during the middle of the message. Hmm. And the missionary stopped and said, what's your question? He said, you know, I have a friend of mine who says it's better to commit suicide because you'd be with Jesus, if you're a Christian, because you'll be with Jesus quicker. Hmm. What do you say to that? And the missionary stopped. He said, hmm, he's got a good point. I don't know. And I'm, I'm sitting like, whoa, what? Um, and, and, and I'm like, well, uh, and I, I decided I would speak up. My wife is not with me. Otherwise, I might not have done this. Um, but I, I, I said, I'm like, uh, if you don't mind, could I answer that question? And first of all, I should have said that you, if you're talking about suicide, the, the, the answer to the question never starts with, you've got a good point. Yeah. That's, well, okay. even if you don't know the answer to the question, you don't start off with that. Yeah. Um, 
But I said, well, you know, Paul had this struggle. And, and Paul, in the book of Philippians, tells, you know, I, 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 I have a desire to be with Christ, mm-hmm. but it's better for me, no, it's for better you. for you, for you right. that I remain here sure. because God's going to use me in your lives. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, we don't, uh, we're not looking for an easy exit. Right. But God has a mission for us here. Mm-hmm. And part of that is, 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 is within the local church, advancing the kingdom, um, furthering the gospel message, mm-hmm. and being salt and light into a world that needs it. Yep. Uh, that's exactly right. And that's, you know, I mean, um, as we read through some of the New Testament, I think that, like the Gospel of John, and some of Paul's writings are dealing specifically with the inroads of Gnosticism and uh, Platonism that's coming in to the church. I mean, Western Christianity is probably more in line with Plato than they are with the Bible. Yeah. And that causes all kinds of problems including I'd say the prosperity gospel yeah and uh, you know this emphasis on escaping and then oh um, you notice too that some people are pretty elitist with their thinking I mean mm. it's a, a gnosis that's where the you yeah. know, knowledge it's a it's a secret knowledge that only a few can have. You, you can have it for 1995 with shipping. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it becomes a way to manipulate people right. totally against what Christ calls people to do. And even Paul has said, you know, I didn't come that way to you. Yeah. I came with the spirit of truth. Right. And, and you've seen my life. You know yeah. that this is, that I am here to serve God, not myself. Right. And that's, you know, I mean, I've had issues with televangelists my whole life. And I'm just so frustrated by them. Uh, and here's, you know, I'm going to judge these people. Yeah, uh, that, that was last week. <laughs> but, but the thing is, it's pretty clear to me that biblically they're wrong. Right. I remember when I was a kid, I was home from church, I was sick or something, and certain early, one of the earlier televangelists has a university name for him. Oral Roberts. Oh, well, I wasn't going to say his name, but <laughs> put your hand on the TV screen. Yeah. And you'll be healed, you know, touch my hand. And, and uh, <coughs> one of them, oh, you send me this kind of money, I'll send you a prayer cloth. Yes. Uh, you know, or... Uh, you know, so much of, well, like the biggest now is Joel Olstein. He he doesn't believe the Bible with a hoot and a holler. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, I just, I can't imagine where they come up with this stuff. Well, I, actually, I know because they, they grew up in our culture, and our culture likes this, it's a watered-down version of the gospel. Yeah. If it's anything. And uh, it's not a very good watered-down version no, either. No. <laughs> All right. Well, 
yeah, uh, we have to fight against this idea. Yeah. With every fiber of our being. Mm -hmm. Because what we have to offer is better. Better than riches mm -hmm. and better than a quick uh, prosperity. We have to think in the long term. And uh, that's where I think our enemies um, do better than us, in a sense. Uh, you look at the homosexual uh, agenda, as some people mm -hmm. put it. It didn't happen overnight. No. It right. didn't. They were patient and, and waited, and, and, and now uh, things are kind of going their way. And well, so not only did they wait, but they kept pushing. Right. Pushing, 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 pushing. And yeah. we're looking for immediate results. Right. Um, there's an article out by um, Kevin DeYoung. In fact, I'm, I'll link to this in the, uh, in the show notes and the recommended resources. And talking about the culture wars, and basically his solution for the culture wars is be fruitful and multiply and have dominion over the earth. Mm -hmm. Have children. Yeah. Teach your children. Mm -hmm. Raise them up uh, in the scriptures. Raise them up with the knowledge of our Lord and um, you know what we're going to make it through this yep and we keep on fighting and we keep we don't just hide I don't like the whole idea that the Benedict option uh, that uh, one author suggests that we basically hide in our little Christian cult, uh, culture yeah. uh, and, and abandon the fight no I think the time is is to dig in our heels and we have to think long term well uh, Jesus said come and die yeah, basically, um, not to hide in a holy huddle, but to get dirty, you know, get your hands dirty, get involved with people who aren't believers. I mean, how else are you going to have any influence? I mean, salt and light only works if you're being salt and light, right. <laughs> not if you're hiding, hiding, hiding it under a bushel. No, or, uh, I'm going to let it shine. You know, I mean, and that. That's one of the best children's songs out there for Christians, I think, is this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. I mean, we want to do it together as community. Right. But uh, for a kid to be able to sing those words and start to grasp the meaning of what it is to be a Christian, I think it's extremely yeah. important. All right, well, we're going to wrap things up here, and we're going to do so with some recommended resources. Uh, in the book, he mentions uh, William Wilberforce, who was a, a, a Christian legislator out in England who basically led the, the charge against the slave trade and against slavery and took over 40 years to get it accomplished. Yep. And only just a couple of days before his death did he see the fruit of his labor. Yep. Uh, amazing story. Um, and you can read about that uh, book I've got in front of me here by John Piper, Amazing Grace in the Life of William Wilberforce. There's also, also the, the movie Amazing Grace. Based on the book by Eric Metaxas, yeah, same which, same title, Amazing yeah. Grace. And then, I mean, even John Newton is pictured in there right. as his pastor, as Wilberforce's pastor. John John Newton being the former slave captain of a ship, and or not a, he wasn't a slave, but he captained a ship that right. would take slaves, and then became a believer and wrote Amazing Grace. Yes, um, encouraged Wilberforce. I remember in, in the movie. Uh, there's a section, there's a, there's a part there where Wilberforce was debating, should I, should I be a pastor, should I follow the Bible, or should I go into, into uh, government? And Newton basically looked at it, why do you have to choose? 
why not do both? Exactly. Um, yeah. And we need some people who are, who are thinking that way. So I want to recommend those two books. Uh, we'll throw in the movie as well. Also a book, um, End Times Madness by Gary DeMar. Uh, talks about some of the extremes of these uh, of the people who say Jesus is coming tomorrow, so yeah. let's uh, not care. And, and kind of category it goes through all of these people that were so sure Jesus is going to come back now. Jesus is going to come back, and I, I hear it today even. Yeah. Because you know, Ray, have you taken the mask of the beast? <laughs> the mark, you mean? No, the mask. Oh, the, the mask. What's oh oh? You mean wearing? If you're, a... if you're take if you're wearing a face mask, you're basically allowing the government <laughs> to tell you what to do. And the next logical step is taking the mark of the beast, <laughs> okay. because you can't go into the store without wearing the mask. Therefore, you cannot buy or sell no. without a mark. Mm. That uh, drives me crazy. But Gary yeah. in his book kind of kind of catalogs a lot of this historical uh, stuff that it makes you think wow this isn't new what yeah. we're going through um, no. so I'd recommend that book as mm-hmm. well um, so we are we're wrapping up we're going to be soon uh, chapter 10 is the last chapter it is and that'll be next week alright so alright so until then check out our website at www.basicbiblepodcast.org you'll find Ray's writings there you'll find links to all the resources we have there also, check us out on Facebook. Join our Facebook group. Join the conversation there. And uh, we'll also be uh, kicking up our game here on Instagram and Twitter at Basic Bible Cast. So join us there as well. Uh, so until next week, have a great rest of your week.